0: Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 71 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you guys here as always. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about backlinks. This came from a question from Tristan, who's an email subscriber, and he asked, what exactly is a backlink as far as what's the difference between a regular and a juiced backlink? What's the difference between page and site backlinks? And also, what are some current methods for getting backlinks for your site so that you can bring in traffic and get rankings and all that other good stuff? So we're gonna talk all about that today. I'm gonna have 15 tips for you on exactly how you can go about getting backlinks. And just a hint, none of them are from guest blog postings. So hopefully some great new methods. I learned a lot doing my research for this episode, and I'm sure you will too. So these are 15 tips that I think everybody could take advantage of right away to go about getting some backlinks to your website. And like I mentioned, today's gonna be all about backlinks. What exactly is a backlink, why it's important for you, and how you can go about getting some all-important backlinks to your own website. So first off, really quick, I'll give you a general definition of what backlinks are. And really all they are is links that somebody else gives you to your website, or it could also be internal links that you give yourself to your other content. So it's basically just a link to a piece of content or to your main website in general. You know, what exactly is a regular versus a juice page link? And the, where the term juice page link comes from, specifically it's mentioned a lot in Longtail Pro software. When you go in to type different keywords in and then you do competitor analysis on those keywords, there's going to be two columns showing there. One is going to be total backlinks and the other is juiced backlinks. And the main difference between those two is that regular backlinks are considered no-follow links and juice backlinks are considered do-follow links. And what that means is that when you specify, let's say you provide a backlink to someone else's website as a reference for your particular article that you wrote, generally speaking you have two options when you do that as a content author. You can either set that as a no-follow link within WordPress or you can set that as a follow link. So there's two options that you can specify. A lot of times when you link to content from social media and other platforms like that, really you don't have control over what those links are gonna be. So for instance, if you have a Facebook page or a Twitter account or um, you know LinkedIn or anything like that, when you put a link out there, they're going to set what that link is. And generally, in most cases in my research, all of those are gonna be no follow links for the most part. So what exactly is the difference between the two? And generally speaking, what that means is a difference between a no follow and a follow link is that when it says no follow, Google knows not to follow that link and it's not gonna transfer much of the page authority or the domain authority from the site that's linking to the other content over to that other site. So let me give you an example. So for instance, for this episode, it's gonna be all about backlinks and I got most of the suggestions for how to get backlinks from two other articles. And I'm gonna link to that in the show notes so I have the option to either link those as do follow links or no follow links. And when I do that, if I do transfer, if I do set them up as do follow links, what's gonna happen is some of the link juice from my site is gonna transfer over to those other sites and it's gonna help those folks rank and uh, get additional traffic and things like that. If I do no follow, it's not gonna be as powerful of a link and while it's great to do it as a reference, they're not gonna get as much of a benefit out of that. And the way I equate this is, I've used an example in the past that some folks seem to like, And if you picture all of the link juice of a website as a styrofoam cup, every time that you put a link on your website that's a do follow link to somewhere else, picture somebody poking a hole with a toothpick in that big, huge styrofoam cup. So small little holes in your cup will pass along some of that link juice to other people and help them out. And what you're looking for when you're trying to gather backlinks from other websites is to rebuild the juice that's in your cup. So if you can get some high quality, do follow links from other resources, it's kinda like one side takes care of the other. So if you're getting constant backlinks from other sources by writing great content that people wanna share, they're linking to your content. The more backlinks that you can get to your website The more that that cup fills up with uh, page authority and domain authority, so the more links that you have back to individual pages, which would be considered page backlinks, And then site backlinks, where somebody links back to your main domain name, those are all things that you want to gather more of over time so that when you're linking out to other sites, you're not losing a lot of that um, link juice. And you don't really want to be too concerned about actually linking out to other sites because Google actually likes that these days. So when you're providing links to other websites that are high domain authority and high page authority websites as references in your articles, you're showing that, hey, you know, I created this particular piece of content, but I wanted to cite these other pages that are high in authority and they're great resources to follow. Google likes to see that in content these days. So don't be concerned too much about providing do follow versus no follow links in your actual content. Just do everything that you can to build great content that other people are gonna naturally share And also through the 15 steps that I'm going to provide shortly, you can just constantly be working to gather additional backlinks so that there's no concern about you actually losing all of the link juice in your cups. That's not at all what we're talking about today. So don't be too concerned about linking out to other sites. You definitely want to do that. Provide references in your content to other sites. Specifically, you know, if you have information that you got from Wikipedia or like I'm linking to Quicksprout and Brian Dean from Backlinko today because that's where I got a lot of these great tips. From today. So those are great sites. I know they're great resources. They rank really well. So I'm providing them saying, Hey, Google, I use these two articles here as a reference. They're great resources. And they see that as you're doing your job to, you know, cite and link to other sites so that when people link to your sites down the road, you'll get that same benefit as well. So really quick, just to summarize, a do follow link is something where someone in a particular context, like a blog post or some other method, actually sets the link as a do follow link or a follow link. So that passes some of the link juice and you're basically saying, this is a great piece of content, I wholeheartedly endorse that content, and here's a link to it. uh, Go check it out. So you're basically giving an endorsement for that website. In many cases, the links by default are going to be no follow on your social media sites like Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Google+. And there's not too much you can do about that. That's just the way it is. But you want to understand also that your link profile for your website in general is going to have a ton of different links. So it's going to be a lot of no-follow links. The vast majority of them are probably going to be no-follow because in most cases, by default, that's what kind of link you're going to get from a site like social media, like the comment systems when you leave comments on other people's websites. Those are all going to be no-follow links and Google fully expects that the vast majority of your links are going to be nofollow. So if you do get a bunch of uh, follow links, that's great because those are more rare and Google will say, hey, that, that must be a really important article. I'm going to give some more precedence to this article. So it's great to have some of those follow links to mix in with your overall link profile so in general I would say most likely probably 80 percent of your links are gonna be no follow links that's very common it may have um, if you leave a lot of comments on other people's websites those links may actually go to your name like in the default WordPress comment system or in general, a lot of those links may have your full website name as the text for that link. So that's what you're gonna, Google's gonna expect to see that. So maybe a lot of those links have your first name in there. Maybe that's just your main website name. So it's not a lot of contextual links with different keywords in them. So that when you actually do get those links that are in a blog post that might have some relevant anchor text, and what that means, the anchor text is actually the text of the link. So if somebody says in their article, check out this great post from Niche Site Tools about backlinks, depending on what text they link to, that's going to be the anchor text. So if they link to Niche Site Tools, that's going to be the anchor text for the link. Or if they link the word backlink, that's going to be the anchor text for that. So if you've heard the term anchor text, that just means what text in the article or in wherever it's being linked to in the comment section, what text is being linked to the article on your website, that's called anchor text. And back to the idea of regular backlinks versus juice backlinks, those juice backlinks mean more and make it more difficult to compete with those folks because it's more difficult to get those follow links. So, and because it usually takes more work and effort to get those follow links, Google does give higher rankings and as a result, more traffic to those sites that have more backlinks and more high quality backlinks as well. And these days, it's really important to get backlinks from high quality sites that are in related niches. So if you happen to get a backlink from a completely unrelated niche that's like, let's say, a brand new website and it has no page authority, no domain authority and may not even be ranking yet, that backlink is gonna be a lot less valuable than a backlink from a site that's in a related niche from a page that's been out there for, let's say, a couple of years that has a lot of ranking content already out there and Google knows that site can be trusted. If you get a backlink from a site like that that's in a niche that's related to your niche, that's gonna be a really powerful backlink So that's kind of what you're striving to get these days. And then the main difference between site and page links is exactly how it sounds. Site links are going to be links that somebody links to your main domain. So nichesitetools.com, for instance. And then page backlinks are going to be those links that go directly to individual pieces of content on your website. So hopefully that helps to explain the concept of backlinks, exactly what they are, what the different types of backlinks are, and what the terminology is. So with that, let's go right into my top 15 tips. And when I did the research for this episode, I found a lot of tips, like I said, that I really wasn't familiar with, some new techniques. So these are all brand new techniques that you can use right now to get some backlinks to your site. And there was an awful lot of them. I tried to narrow it down because I knew I was gonna have limited time here in this one episode. And there was about 25 different tips. So I tried to narrow it down to the ones that I think would be most relevant to everyone. And they really are in no particular order other than the last couple of them would require a little bit more work. And just so you know, we're not mentioning guest blog posting anywhere in these tips. So I wanted to specifically leave that out because a lot of folks always point to guest blog posting as a great way to get backlinks. And it is a good way, but I wanted to leave that off since it's talked about so much. And I wanted to bring you guys some new tips today. So this is going to be a lot of new stuff for you. And also, just so you know, I know your tendency would probably be, hey, I want to write all this down. These are some great tips. In the show notes for this episode, which is going to be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 71, I'll be linking to those two main articles where I got most of my ideas from. And you'll see full examples on those other websites that I linked to. Like I said, one of them is Neil Patel and his site, QuickSprout, And the other is Brian Dean from backlinko.com. So you'll see links to those two specific articles and you can see all the tips and some examples on exactly how you can go about doing this. So don't worry about taking notes, just try to suck it all in and see what ideas might resonate with you. And then this week coming up, if you put say 10 of these ideas to work, I guarantee you're gonna get some great quality backlinks which are gonna bring in more traffic to your website over time. So let's get right into those tips and since we have a lot of them to cover today, we're gonna go through them rather quickly and let's get started. Number one is to populate your social media profiles with your website link. So for instance, your Twitter profile, if you have Google+, Plus, you have LinkedIn, anywhere where you're promoting your website and what you're doing, you definitely want to make sure you fully populate that. So include any relevant na- information that you want to share with uh, your followers and your readers, but also make sure that you are linking to your website in there because that's a great way to get an easy backlink to your website. And again, we're not necessarily going to focus on getting all do follow backlinks or follow back links. Even though those provide more link juice, you definitely want to have a broad link profile. So we're not going to worry about whether these are do follow or no follow backlinks. We're just going to talk about backlinks in general and how it's great to receive any backlinks that you can. So again, publishing your information in your social media profiles are really any profiles that you use. So if you comment on forums, you generally have an option to create a, a profile for yourself. You may or may not be able to link. It depends on their terms of service. So be sure you check that out. In another place along those same lines that a lot of people don't think about too much is when you comment on other people's websites, some of them use other systems like LiveFire or Discuss or similar third party comment systems and those usually provide the option to specify a profile there as well. So when you go in and create your account to comment on somebody else's website, make sure you fully populate that as well. In some of those cases, when you leave a comment and it leaves a link to your name or something so somebody can click on to get more information, that link itself may not link directly back to your website However, if they click on your profile to find out more information about you, there's a high likelihood that if you have a website listed there that somebody would go over to your website. So that's another great place to make sure that you put your information in there that you might not have thought about. And along those same lines, option number two is to leave blog comments on other people's websites. And that one actually wasn't mentioned in either article that I'm linking to, which I was surprised by. I know it's a really old way of doing it, but it's a really great way to do it in my experience. And that's where I gotten a lot of the backlinks from my own websites, is reaching out to other folks in the industry and leaving comments, networking with other folks that have similar blogs. And not only can you get backlinks from that, but the more you comment on other people's websites, and reach out to others in your niches, the more that you can start to network and really either form mentorships or form mastermind groups, or you never know what what can take place when you reach out, leave comments on other people's websites and help them build up their online presence. I definitely credit leaving blog comments and other related niche websites as one of the driving forces for the growth in my site and for actually really propelling me to take more action to create the podcast, and it just made such a huge difference in my online adventures that even if it's not the best for backlinks it can be absolutely a huge driver to your website because the more folks you reach out to and the larger your network is, the more that you can bounce ideas off of people and you never really know where something like that can take you. Just by leaving one thoughtful comment, well thought out, not just, hey, your site's great, good jobs. Make sure you read the content when you're leaving comments. Make sure you leave thoughtful comments and just let the default blogging system take care of the backlinks. So we're not talking about actually leaving backlinks in those comments. Don't do anything like that. Just leave thoughtful comments that can be helpful to other people and just be sincere in your comments and don't spam links. We're not at all talking about spamming any links anywhere in this discussion, so that's most likely just going to get your comment or your link or whatever you're doing when you're reaching out to someone banned or it's just going to hit the trash bin. So we're not talking anything about spamming here, but if you were to leave thoughtful comments, Let the system take care of it. So for the default WordPress system, for example, you put your name, your email address, and your website in there before you leave the comment. And then what that will do is it'll link to whatever you put in there for your website address as your name. So my name, Chris, would be listed and it would link over to my website. So I would get a no follow backlink over to my site anytime I leave a comment on someone's website that has a default WordPress system. Just let it take care of that. You don't have to worry about the backlink itself. It will do it for you. And even if the person doesn't have the WordPress system, if they have Live Fire or Discuss or something like that, they have different methods for linking. So like I said, it may link to your profile on Fire or Discuss, or some, some of them do link to back over to your website. I forget which does which, but you don't have to worry about that. Just make sure you populate your profiles on those different platforms that you comment on, and make sure you do comment. I would leave a certain amount of time per week, even if it's just 15 minutes, to look for related blogs in your particular niche. Reach out to those folks with Thoughtful comments, great article. I really liked what you said about this, this, and this. I like your take on this. Definitely give thoughtful comments, and the more you do, the more those folks might want to reach out to you, or the more other people that are reading those blog comments are likely to click over to your comment click over to your website and then become a follower of your community as well. So that's a great way to bring in people both organically and also via the backlink method so that Google sees those all important backlinks over to your website. So that takes us to option number three, which is respond to questions on Quora. And if you're not familiar, Quora is an online question system where folks post questions out there and people answer them for free. And it's a great way to not only offer free advice to folks just to establish yourself as an expert, but also to eventually link to some relevant content that you have on your website. So when you first sign up for Quora, it'll ask you different topics you're interested in, and then based on what you pick, it may go into different subtopics. So for me, I clicked on a bunch of different things, and eventually it took me me down to SEO, web design, website building, and different things like that that I know information about that I could answer questions about and kind of establish myself as sort of an expert in the field. And then the more questions that you ask, the more that people are going to see, oh, this person answered 20 questions on the topic. They must know what they're talking about. And then you can go ahead and insert links to relevant content that really answers the question that somebody's asking for perfectly. So in my case, for example, if I went out there and I became a an expert on the topic of SEO... If somebody were to ask for a few specific tips that you should focus on all the time when you post content on that isn't gonna take very long, I could absolutely provide a link in my answer to my seven simple SEO tips guide because it perfectly addresses that question. But what I would definitely caution against doing is putting links in any of your first 10 or so posts that you do on Quora. So my advice would be to prepare to answer 10 questions out there with absolutely no links to anything. And then after that, make sure you seek out questions that specifically are answered in pieces of content that you have, or you could always create a piece of content to answer that question and then link to it. But it's it's kind of the Gary Vaynerchuk, jab-jab-right-hook philosophy that you want to keep giving, 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 and then once after you've established yourself sort of as an expert and that you've built up that following, that people understand that you're giving great content without asking for anything in return, then you can start to sprinkle in very sparingly a link where it's relevant. And if you follow that method, I think people will definitely not be put off by it. They'll understand that you've put out a lot of great answers and helped a lot of folks out there so that when you sprinkle in links here and there after that, then they would not feel put off by that. And the fourth item is link to other relevant sites. And that may seem counterproductive to what we're talking about here, but it makes sense when I explain it here really quick. So when you link out to somebody else's great content in something that you've published, what you could do is send them an email and say, hey, I I linked to your great article on this particular topic in my recent piece of content. Really appreciate you creating that. I thought it was an excellent resource. And if you like my article on the topic, please tweet it out. And you notice we didn't ask for a link in that terminology. We just asked for them to tweet it out because number one, it's probably just going to be quicker for them to do that. And number two, you don't want to ask for backlinks or a link to your site because it's against Google Webmaster Terms of Service to ask for links like that. But if you ask for somebody to tweet, that's different. They're still providing you a link, but you're asking them to share that with their followers on social media via tweet, and that's perfectly okay. And the good part about that, too, is that you're getting in front of their audience as well, so you may not have as many followers as that person. And if they were to tweet that out, you can get additional traffic and additional followers through them tweeting it as well. So it's a really quick action. It's something that people are used to doing. And if you provide a lot of great information in that article and link back to their site, they're very likely to reciprocate by giving you a tweet or some sort of other share on social media. So that's another great tip. And number five is to give testimonials. So if you like a particular product on your website or there's a tool that you use, for instance, let's say I really like Longtail Pro, which I do, And if I wanted to give a testimonial to Spencer Hawes and say, hey, I really love your tool. It's done a lot of great things. It's helped me bring in X amount of dollars. or It's helped me bring in so much more traffic that I'd be glad to provide a testimonial for you that you could actually include on your website, on your testimonial page or your product page for your website to help you get more sales. And who doesn't want to hear that their product is helping other people out, people are excited about, people are evangelizing their products? Of course, even if they say no, even if they say, hey, we already got enough, I really appreciate that, it's going to go a long way to establishing those relationships, which are also so important in addition to the backlinks. So number six, what you could do is check out best of blog posts. So for instance... Let's say I'm going to use Dirk for an example. He has a drone website, which I mention all the time. So what he would type into Google is best drone blogs 2016, favorite blogs, my favorite drone blog, etc., etc. So those types of terms are what he would look up. And then when he finds those sites, he might find lists where people say top 10 drone websites for 2016 or my favorite 10 drone websites. And what you could do is take a look at some of those sites in the list, and if they're not 100% current, there may be some easy ways to get on that list. So sure, you could go ahead and say, hey, I've got this site out here. It'll provide a lot of information about drones and the latest regulations and everything. I would be grateful if you could include this on my website in your list. And if you were to do something like that, that's one way, but another even better way would be to check out all the the links on there and see if some of those sites are out of date or see if maybe somebody hasn't kept up the website and it's expired and it now maybe has a park domain page or maybe the site, some of the sites on that list are just not relevant anymore. That's an awesome way to try to get on that person's list. So if you can find some of those best of lists that are related to your particular knit and either try to have them add your site as a resource on their list or it would be even easier if some of those links are already invalid or dead links, you could suggest that, hey, I found these dead links on your site, so you're helping them out, and then you can get your link put on there in return potentially. So that would be a great way to do it. in another similar method, which is roughly the same thing, but it's called link roundups. And basically, that's something that bloggers do a lot of times when they're going to create a resource on a particular topic. They'll send something out to their followers, or they'll ask for links, or maybe they'll just create the list on their own. But they'll create a link roundup, which is basically a best of list. So it's basically everything we just mentioned, except you're going to look for different keyword terms when you search in Google. So you will look for your keyword phrases or particular niche topics, and then you're going to add in double quotes, link roundup or roundup or best of type things similar to the one we just mentioned. In their link roundups, they're really looking just to include as many different articles on a topic to promote, whether it's maybe 10, maybe it's 25, I'm not sure what it might be, but you might find an easy way to say, hey, I got this great resource, I really appreciate the links you already put out there on your link roundup, and maybe you'd consider mine to be added to the list at some point. So in that particular part, you're just gonna wanna look for those keywords link roundup and see what you can find on your particular topic. And that takes us to number seven, which is Harrow, which is a website called Help a Reporter Out, and it's H-A-R-O for short, and that's been getting a lot of buzz lately, and basically what you do is if you want to sign up to provide information to reporters, basically people are looking for some short snippets that they could provide and include in particular articles or cite someone. You'll get emails from reporters that are looking for particular snippets of information for their articles, and then they'll link back to your site. And I heard about this not only through my research, but also through Marcus in this past week. He's actually used that site to get a backlink and credit To his site by providing some information to someone else. So that's a great way to get backlinks and high quality backlinks as well to your website by helping someone else out. And again, that's called HARO, H-A-R-O, and it's short for help a reporter out. Check it out. And number eight would be to submit your website to feedback-related websites, and there's a lot of them out there, and what that means is you would submit your URL and then you'd get feedback on how you can make things better, whether that's uh, suggestions on design, suggestions on how to get conversions better, um, content suggestions, speeding up your website, those types of things. The cool thing is that not only would you get feedback about your site that could be really helpful, but you also automatically get a backlink to your website as well, so that's another great way to get a backlink there. And number nine is to submit your website to blog aggregators. And basically what those are is just sites that link to other blogs. So it's basically just one-stop shopping. So if somebody wants to find different websites or blogs on different niche topics, they can go to alltop.com and then they could find all sorts of different blogs on the topic and they could see them all in one place there. And then when typically how that works is you'll submit your site, you'll get approved, and then they'll not only provide a link to your site, but that anytime you create new content, it'll automatically show up as a link on their website as well. So you can get links not only to your main site but individual content as well. It's really easy to do, you just submit, tell them a little bit about your website, and generally as long as it's not anything explicit or illegal, you'll probably be approved. Which takes us to number 10, and that one is called Scoop It. And Scoop It is a website where people aggregate their favorite content from around the web and put it sort of in a magazine format where they say, oh, these are the things I'm interested in, and here's some great content. And then as a publisher, you can go out there and suggest additional content for them to possibly include. So that's a way, if you have something on a particular topic that you think is a great resource, you go out there, there's a button to click on for suggesting other websites that might be helpful to that person. And if they like it, they will include it in their information that they share with other folks. And then number 11 is broken link checking. And this is a great one not only for trying to find ways that you can get back links to your site, but also very, very important for you to do on your own website every so often. And the website that I like to use for that is brokenlinkcheck.com. And from everything that I could tell, it still looks like it's free. There might be a limited number of queries you can run or things like that, but I plugged in my own website and it gave me a list of some broken links, mostly from people commenting and their websites were no longer valid and things like that. But you definitely wanna check your own broken links and make sure, if you can, you can clean those up in your own content and possibly remove those links from people's comments. So that Because your goal is always to have no broken links on your website, that would be great because the more broken links you do have, that can definitely hurt your rankings in the eyes of Google. So you definitely wanna keep an eye on that yourself. But on the flip side, you can run that same check against somebody else's website that's in the same niche that you could potentially get a backlink from. If you can find broken links on somebody else's website and let them know about it, and ideally you'd wanna have a resource that would be a good replacement for a dead link that someone else has. So if somebody else has an article about drones and the best drones for 20 and they're linking to somebody else's guide that is no longer valid, you could say, hey, I saw that you have a dead link on your site, I have this great drone 2016 guide that I thought you might be interested in checking out. Here it is. If they find a lot of value in your guide, they may be very likely to go ahead and link to your article in place of the dead link. So that's a great way to help somebody out. And that's really what a lot of this is about. If you can help somebody else out, they'd be more likely to return the favor and give you some credit for that. So it's always about trying to help other people first so that you can get what you want. And that takes us to number 12, produce or pay for infographics and submit to sites that commonly share them. We're all probably familiar with infographics, and when they're done right, they can be really great resources to include in your content. And a lot of us probably don't feel comfortable or don't have the tools needed to create a really great looking infographic. So this is one that you may be looking to outsource. So if you are, most likely Fiverr gigs aren't going to be the best place for it. You're probably not going to get the quality you're looking for. This would probably be more like a 99designs type of thing or an ODesk gig like that. It's probably going to be more in the 60 to $150 range, somewhere around that. So this one you may end up having to pay some money for if you don't have the skills yourself to create a good-looking infographic. So uh, once you do that, though, if you do decide to outsource it or create it on your own, there's a lot of infographic websites. One of them is visual.ly, another was amazinginfographics.com, that you can go out there, share infographics on particular topics, and then you'll get links back your own website where that infographic is located as well. So so if you are planning on having an infographic created or creating one yourself, you can always include that infographic on one of those websites and get some more bang for your buck and make it more worth your while. And number 13 is roundup posts. And you're probably familiar with those. They've been become really popular in the last year or so. And someone actually reached out to me to provide some information for a roundup post. So If you're not familiar with what a roundup post is, it's basically a compilation of a lot of different opinions from other experts in the field. So let's say for example, you wanna know some great SEO tips for folks. So you reach out to 10 or 15 different experts in the field and ask them to provide their number one SEO tip back in a paragraph or two. And that accomplishes a bunch of things. Number one, you're gonna get a lot of your content created for you. Number two, you're gonna have a lot of expert opinion, so that would be really beneficial to a lot of other folks who couldn't necessarily get access to all those folks at once. So just by the nature of the content itself, people are gonna be really interested in it it's gonna be really shareable content. But not only that, because you're including the information from all these different experts and you're linking to their content, they're gonna be very likely to share that content with their audiences. So all 10 or 15 people more than likely are gonna share that in some way, shape, or form, whether it's on their website or via their social media accounts, via their email list in some way they're going to be linking back to your content and really all you need to do is say hey I really appreciate the information you provided the post just went live I'd really appreciate it if you would share it with your audience via social media etc and I was a member of one of these expert roundups previously probably in the last six months or so I think I mentioned it on the podcast and that's exactly what happened so I provided my insight in a paragraph of information I received a link back to my own website and then when that post went live, they let everybody on the list know, and then we shared it out via Twitter, Facebook, or wherever else we wanted to share it out to. So it absolutely works, a very powerful way to do it, and in many cases, you don't have to provide very much content in the actual post itself, you're getting the content created for you. So that could not only be a great way to get backlinks, but to get content itself. So that is a very powerful one to consider. And that takes us to number 14, which is the skyscraper technique. And basically what that means is you're gonna go out there, search Google for something that you're interested in writing a piece of content about, look and see what content is at the top of the list. So you're looking to see what the number one ranked content out there is, and you're looking to one up that content. So you're looking to do it one better. So look for different things you're interested in writing about and then see what content is out there. Why does it rank number one in Google? What information is out there that you could potentially do better and a lot of times if it's ranking number one it's probably going to be somewhat difficult to beat, but not always so you're going to be looking for something that you can compete with and that you could create a better guide around so if you go out there and look and you see top seo tips for getting content to rank and you go out there and you look at the first piece of content and it's a really great piece of content. It's got thousands of backlinks, and it's one of the best resources, very current. That's gonna be one that's tough to compete against, but if you go out there and you see an SEO tips guide that was from 2012, or it contains a lot of dead links, or it's something that really isn't the top resource out there, that's something that you could easily do better by making your site look better for that particular piece of content, creating a more up-to-date guide, something that's relevant and meets the needs of people these days, that has all the latest techniques, you stand a good chance of being able to rank for that term and being able to outrank those top results in Google for. So that one would potentially require a little bit more work. That's why I've left these two here at the end. And this is something that Brian Dean from Backlinko, where I got a lot of these resources from, is really good at. So he's created a lot of guides like this. So if you go to his website and check it out, you'll see a lot of guides that are exactly what he's talking about here, using the skyscraper technique. And he'll go out there, he'll make the best absolute resource that he can. And in many times, it's better than a lot of the ones that are out there that everybody's referred to previously. And he'll probably go out there and reach out and follow a lot of these methods that we already talked about to get his content some more backlinks. Say, hey, I got this really great up to date information. It contains all the latest techniques that are working right now. And he's asking folks out there to take a look at it, see if it meets his audience's needs. And a lot of play, in a lot of search circumstances they will replace those old links with his link to his brand new graphic or his brand new method or his brand new post on X, Y, or Z, and he'll either replace the older links that he had on there or at least include it in addition to those as an additional resource. So this is a prime example of something that you're definitely gonna have to put in a little bit more effort on, but if you can do that, you can become the go-to resource and you can move quickly to the top of Google, and that's where you're gonna get so much more traffic and so much more rankings as a result. So that's a really great technique. And then this last one is a little bit more advanced and I wanted to include it primarily just because you might have heard this method, you might not know what it is. That was the case in my situation. I've heard of it, but I had no idea what it was. And this one is called the moving man method. And what this basically means is that you're gonna look for companies that uh, had websites that were really popular, but that no longer exist. So some examples were Borders, Bookstore, and Blockbuster Video. So a lot of people over the years are probably gonna be linking to websites like those, especially in the case of Borders because they're probably linking to books. They may have been an affiliate of Borders books at some point in time or it's just you know really commonplace that they're probably selling a lot of different products that people have linked to over the years. So the premise here is that you know about companies like this or you search for companies that have gone out of business or website no longer valid or rebranding or things like that where a website that people would have linked to is no longer or a valid URL, and maybe they're not redirecting. So what you want to do is try to take advantage of that. So you would plug into a tool like ahrefs.com or Majestic SEO or different tools that can find backlinks like that And you'd wanna go out there and see which websites have links to places like Borders Books and see if there's a way that you could provide a link instead that would be more relevant to them. So for example, if you found a website where somebody was linking to a weight loss book on Borders on their website as a great way to lose weight and you had some great resources on your own website to help people lose weight, you could say, hey, I noticed these links on your site were linked to Borders, Borders is no longer in business. And I have some excellent resources on my own website that might help your readers lose weight. So if you wouldn't mind taking a look, here's a link to some content I think would really be relevant to you. And in many cases, you're helping them out again. You're finding some links that are no longer valid and you're providing them some possible replacement resources that they could link to instead. And that takes us to the end of our 15 tips. So certainly some of those would require a little bit more effort than others, but there's a lot of them on there. That through minimal effort, you can have some great backlinks to your site, which is gonna help bring in that additional traffic and rankings that everybody is looking for. And really with all these tips, you're gonna wanna focus on how you can best help other people and provide the most value. And by doing so, they're gonna be naturally wanting to link back to your site and provide you something in return for the efforts that you've made. On that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I hope you now know a lot more about backlinks and how to get backlinks than you did before. And I hope you have a fantastic upcoming two weeks. Bye-bye now.